Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at NewsCommentBTR and add us as a podcast on Apple. Thank you so much for listening to page one. We will see you next week at the same time <laughs> at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time. Um, but tonight we are doing something a little bit different. At times we will have to break the fourth wall here, but uh, every year I have said that I miss Backwards Day, National Backwards Day. It happened on Monday, January 31st. So tonight, for page one, this show, in honor of National Backwards Day, will be going backwards. What you heard was what you hear at the end of the show. What we're going to do is the show in backwards order. The only thing that stays the same is at the middle part of the show with the retro moment of the week. If you can keep up, good for you. But otherwise... Everything tonight, as I have told you all along, will be backwards. So with that, I'm going to bring in my dear friend Mary and ask her if she has any shout-outs for this week. As the old clock in the wall is telling us that our time is up, or maybe not yeah. up. <laughs> I do have shout-outs today. So I will go ahead and do those. I have, yeah, there is a birthday today, and there is a birthday come, come, yeah, Sunday. So happy birthday to my good friend Courtney and my lovely sister. She is my best friend as well. So, yeah, um, happy birthday to those two. Um, and I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All the shout-outs that you have for this week? That's it for this week. I only have the two birthdays. Everybody else is being all, like, you know, secretive and stuff. It's the beginning of the month. Give it some time. I got you. I got you. Well, because of those birthdays, and those are special birthdays, so I guess I'll have to Yes. <laughs> so happy birthday. Uh, for those of you who are in the age of Aquarius, happy birthday. I feel like I'm forgetting a birthday today or tomorrow. 
Um, and I'm probably going to get in trouble because I'm probably going to forget it. But um, if anybody has a birthday, happy birthday. This is the bad thing, and I've told people that uh, when it comes to birthdays, it's sad. But unless it's on Facebook <laughs> or I've known you in a while, um, I am horrible when it comes to birthdays. So forgive me. Um, but with that being said, I just want to remind you next week on the broadcast here on page one, a um, couple of things. We're going to have our Super Bowl predictions because that is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, also, as promised, our top five, um, <laughs> which I know that Mary hates because she does not like doing top five. Oh, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it says a lot about the person when you do a top five list. So, um, but yeah, next week. You know uh, what? You just made the list. Yes. So next week, <laughs> top five list. Top five love songs in honor of Valentine's Day. Um, I'm kind of curious to see what your list is. I'm not going to give you hints or anything. I'm still working on it. Like, I oh. don't like lists, so I'll write it. And I have three of the five, and the rest of them are, and then I'm probably going to change it between now and then. No, 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 no. Well, you know, I'm going I'm to take one guess now. Uh, just, just, uh, is one from um, Eric Clapton? No. But now that you said that. (laughs) (laughs) I have to go back to my list again. See where I'm going to put that. But no, surprisingly, no. I just made her think about her list now. (laughs) Again. That's all I'm going to guess on. That's all I'm going to guess on. Next week, I have no idea besides those things what is going to happen. Um, but I will tell you, uh, we will be with you next Friday night, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time, nine o'clock central. So glad that you are here with us every week. So, um, fun part of the show as we get to this part of the show is this week, uh, we won't do, um, yay or nay. We won't do, uh, the urban dictionary word of the week, but. We will do uh, from the smoking gun files. <laughs> this is almost worse versus worse. <laughs> and this is the bad part about doing this on uh, backwards night because there's two things here. So two stories from the pages of the smoking gun. The first one, a drug suspect who claimed a bag of syringes was, quote, for fishing. Yes. A drug suspect found with fentanyl and a bag of hypodermic needles told Florida police, and why is it always Florida, that he used the syringes, quote, for fishing, according to an arrest report. Police responding Saturday afternoon to a 911 call about a suspicious person encountered Eric Bennett, uh, 30, on a Vero Beach street. An officer described him as visibly intoxicated on an unknown substance. Asked about his large (laughs) – this is the part that gets me. Asked about large bulges in his in the pockets of his shorts and whether he possessed any weapons, 
This is a classic quote. Diggity. I have yes. I have hypodermic needles for fishing. He then removed a plastic bag with syringes inside from a pocket and placed the works on the hood of the squad car. He also handed over a cigarette pack containing a baggie with fentanyl. I don't want to go to jail, said Bennett, whose occupation is listed as landscaping and court records. The Vero Beach resident was arrested on felony narcotics possession uh, and booked into the county jail where he's being held in lieu of a $7,500 bond. Uh, he is scheduled to be arraigned on February 25th. He also has prior convictions for grand theft, DUI, driving without a license, possession of drug paraphernalia, and probation violation. Uh, and when arrested, he was not carrying any fishing equipment, nor did he expound on his purported use of tiny spears to impale a big catch. <laughs> so you can pick from that story or this story once again something from Florida where a man who engaged in sexual con with a pair of quote large stuffed animal toys at a Target store in Florida was arrested today to six months probation <laughs> after putting no contest to a decent exposure and criminal mischief charges. Cody Beater, 22, entered his misdemeanor plea before a circuit court judge who was also who also ordered the St. Petersburg man to pay $725 in court costs and fines. Meter was arrested in late 2019 at that time uh, uh, for uh, willfully and maliciously damaging target goods by, quote, and excuse me, um, word here, <laughs> uh, for, um, let's say he left something on the merchandise. <laughs> yeah, this a stuffed unicorn to the child's betting department exposed himself and then, quote, took the unicorn and placed it against his private parts and began a sexual motion like the subject was trying to have sex with the unicorn, wearing shorts and a Star Wars T-shirt, which only seemed so fitting. He then proceeded to the front of the store and picked up an Olaf snowman stuffed animal from a display featuring characters from the Disney film Frozen and began having sex with this stuffed animal, and it was all on video, according to a Target loss prevention officer. The subject finished having sex with the stuffed animal, and then he kind of finished and then wiped it off. When confronted, cops say Meter admitted to, quote, that he, um, his words, not ours, that he nutted on the Olaf stuffed animal. And the store returned. He returned it in its soil state to a pile of other stuffed animals. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that automatically qualifies for the worst. And that other one doesn't even mean anything. <laughs> oh Olaf my god. Violated. <laughs> How dare you violate Olaf like that? That's awful. <laughs> and when reached for comment, o- when reached for comment, Olaf definitely said he couldn't let it go. <laughs> let it go. Nope, I wouldn't let it go either. Poor Olaf. Poor freaking Olaf. Oh man, that's. Uh... <laughs> I don't uh, even. Uh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> You know, I, I don't even, I think after that story, that's got to be like the worst one I think we've ever, we've only done this like a few times. No, that, I don't that, know if it's mm-hmm. the worst, but it sure is up there. I ain't going to lie. 
anybody for what they do to, to whatever as long as as long as it's not hurting anyone around you so if you aren't looking at children on you know like exploiting children you're not using children I don't care if you like if you want to use stuffed animals fine like it's it's kind of gross, and it's one step away from being like a pedophile. Like, that's all what we're all thinking, but it's not. So if that's what it's, if he can keep that in check and that's what he needs to do his stuff, go buy it 
and take it home. But don't, no. I do not condone pedophilia, so don't, don't, I, don't at me at that one. Like, that is a no big fucking no. Excuse my language. That's a big ass no. But if all it is is stuffed in, maybe it's just because it's fuzzy. I don't know. <laughs> it's so gross, though. It's so I, gross. I guess next, well, I, I use, you know, if you use those, I guess the next thing will probably be maybe those hand puppets. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Wait, I'm just saying that. I, I, I don't know. That's so weird. <laughs> Why in the yeah, store? Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Look what you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's. Um, yeah. I. I, yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> there aren't any words. There's no words. I, there's no words. I. I can't. Um, <laughs> taking a look at what is trending um, on Twitter this evening. Uh, SmackDown is trending. Of course, if you just watched that, that uh, ended minutes ago. Uh, Ronda Rousey uh, came out, um, and I, uh, Bill Goldberg also made an appearance. And um, so, yeah, there's uh, quite a lot of people start to come back uh, on SmackDown, and uh, so that will be talked about, I'm sure, over the next few days because we're a few weeks away from Elimination Chamber and, of course, uh, a few months away from WrestleMania. Uh, Also trending tonight, Hornets, as the Cleveland Cavaliers nearly defeated the Charlotte Hornets 102-101. RuPaul's Drag Race is also trending. NHL All-Star is trending as the All-Star Skills Competition was tonight, uh, the game this weekend. Um, Also trending... um, is Mike Pence, uh, former Vice President Mike Pence, uh, in some aspects went further than he has publicly before in criticizing former President Trump, rebuking him as, quote, wrong in his criticism of Pence's actions on January 6th. Uh, GoFundMe is trending as well tonight as they close a Freedom Convoy fundraiser after reports from police. Uh, AEW Rampage is trending. Bill Goldberg, as we said, is trending as well. Um, and then uh, James Harden uh, is trending uh, as the 2022 NBA trade deadline is coming up, and the Sixers and the Nets are planning to discuss a Ben Simmons for James Harden deal, which will be huge. And then the Olympics uh, is starting to trend. But one of the things that's trending about the Olympics, which uh, started yesterday, uh, <laughs> someone tweeted, and I kid you not, pop and circumstance uh, is trending. The reason why, someone said the music, this music for the opening ceremony is odd. No, William Tell Overture, question mark, pop and circumstance, question mark. It's a little weird, it's just me. Because the pop and circumstance was being played during the opening ceremony. Um, so... Uh, yeah, William Tell Overture, Pop and Circumstance. Uh, also, it says the Nutcracker, uh, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> so, uh, there's 
quite a lot of classical music that was chosen for the entrance music for the opening ceremony. <laughs> and they said it was played okay. not once, but twice. <laughs> Somebody else said, you know what? what's up with the play? Hmm? Go ahead. Keep on. They said, what's up what's with the up play? What's up with not once but twice during the Olympics opening ceremony. This is also the Nutcracker Suite question mark and the William Tell Overture question mark. This is almost feels like the KTEL Best of Classical Music double album is on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I like me some classical music though. Come on. <laughs> and it's universal. Everybody knew what it was. Everybody knows it. Come on. Yes. Yeah, I, I know. Um, and with the Olympics, uh, NBC is definitely utilizing everyone. And Steve Kornacki is trending tonight, whose round-the-clock coverage of the presidential election has captured attention across the country. He is back to analyze the Beijing 2022 Olympic Games. Uh, and then Reacher is trending as the first season of thriller series Reacher based on the Jack Reacher book series by Lee Child drops on Amazon Prime. Uh, and then uh, the uh, Love During Lockup is trending as well. So quite a lot of things trending tonight. Um, also, uh, wrestler Nia Jax is trending. Um, she was released by WWE about a month ago, and she has been making the rounds on different podcasts. And she is saying that she, quote, knows a lot of uh, people in many professional sports who allegedly have paid doctors to obtain COVID-19 vaccine cards. Um, if that is true, you're going to start to see probably a lot of people being investigated. She's kind of spilling some tea on some people here, so... Uh, that's going to be interesting to watch over the next few days. So, yeah, let's look at what's trending tonight. Um, I'm still thrown of off about the whole buying of a vaccination card. Just either get it or yeah. don't. Like, and I think there was a story. I don't understand it. Uh, this week about the two nurses that had made a ton of money selling fake vaccination cards. Which I, I'm with you. I, I don't know the whole deal of buying it. <laughs> you either get it or you don't. You're spending money on a vaccination card for something that you get for free. Right. But you know why. Because you don't want to get a vaccine. They don't want That's to get fine. it. But they so you don't want to get a vaccine? Then don't. But it's the whole thing of being able to get into places in which you now need it. Because here in Chicago and in some cities, uh, you need proof of vaccination to get into places. And mm-hmm. a lot of people Same with travel. are very upset. And so what they are doing in order to skirt that is that they are spending money, like we said, on something you can get for free if you take the vaccine. But for those who don't, they want to skirt it and take a chance because sooner or later, uh, as this goes along, there could start to be, you know, potential penalties for, you know, falsifying a vaccination. 
I wouldn't be shocked if it happens, if it grows really rampant. Because as you see more and more people who are doing this and, like, making a profit off of selling these fake vaccination cards, somewhere or the other, the federal government's going to step in and be like, yeah, yeah, now we're going to have to make laws. So It's just so yeah. dumb. It's just, I, like, when did we become so childish that we're going to, I want to do that, but I don't want to do that in order to do that. Like, I don't want to do A in order to do B, but I want to do B. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend money on C so I can go to B, even though A is free. Like, what the heck, people? Like, why? Why Why lie? Why? This is why there are a lot of cheaters out there and no one believes anyone. Like, don't trust anybody, that DTA. Like, this is mm-hmm. why, because people are – what happened to integrity, I guess, is what it came down to. I don't well, integrity, I just, the integrity in the baffled. honor system is pretty much on life support right now. And did you just use a Stone Cold Steve Austin reference with DTA? Um, yes, of course it is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it pretty much is like this is why we don't so. really have the honor system. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a lot of things anymore is because of that. I, I'm with you. It, it's it's mind boggling, and it's like own up to it. If you're not going to get it, that's fine. If Right now, this is the state of things in regards to being able to be more uh, into doing some things. If you don't want to do it, then unfortunately that's the consequence right now. So it is what it is. Just as other places now have the consequence of people who do take the vaccine, where they want to charge them, or if they wear a mask, they want to charge them. You know, I'm just not going to go to your place. Just like you just won't go to that place. Until this stuff uh, settles and we get to a point of where it's not necessary anymore. This is the new life that we are now living. <laughs> it just is. I-, I talked to a friend of mine today who it's is a nurse. Weird. Yeah, I talked to a friend of mine who's a nurse. and She said that she's just so tired of everything right now. She's like, I'm just to a point of where, you know, what's going to be is what's going to be. Uh, I just have to be careful for myself and other people. If they don't want to be careful, then that's on them. And that's from a nurse. Yeah, but then that turns into, and that's, that turns into, and there's a lot of people that are like that right now. I mean, I'm getting to that point as well. Here's the mm-hmm. issue. If that person's not being careful for themselves, but I'm being careful for myself, then somehow I'm getting penalized because they are assholes. Right. Again, I'm in a very sweary mood tonight, so I do apologize to, your, to the audience. <laughs> Wearing up a storm tonight. Right? Um, but no, I just don't understand why people... I just don't understand why people... I don't know. I, 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 mm, I'm tired of it, too. And it, it's getting to the point where we have to start living again and we can't continue to be shut out. But then also people that are hyper vigilant about their health and being safe for themselves are somehow getting the short end of the stick. And you can only live that way for so long before you lose your mind. Mm-hmm. So I did it. Still sucks, but I did it. Yeah, I get it. Uh, it's 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 
it wears at you. And this whole thing is now going on almost two years. Um, it is it wears you down, <laughs> and it's getting to a point now where uh, it has split a lot of sides. There are people who are doing the right thing, people who are not doing the right thing, and think that they're doing the right thing, but it's for all the wrong reasons. And um, we're and they still, uh, in some ways, don't. Get it. And I don't know what it takes for people to get it. Um, but hopefully everyone at some point can agree to disagree, but agree that you either have to help, you know, be a part of the solution. And and I think that's the one thing that I don't understand. Everyone doesn't want to continue wearing, uh, you know, the mask or everyone doesn't want to continue doing particular things, but, um, we just want to get to a point now of some sense of normalcy. So uh, hopefully we'll get there. Um, and I was a little, I didn't expect to talk about that, um, <laughs> but um, one of the other stories tonight that I was watching, I was a little surprised um, this week, a couple of articles that were out um, about books um, which have been, um, of course, throughout history, we know about things of the whole list of banned books, uh, but it seems to be really picking up in a lot of different states, uh, especially in Texas. Um, this from NBC News uh, just the other day uh, is that in uh, one part of Texas, uh, banned uh, books on uh, well, books on race and sexuality are disappearing from Texas schools in record numbers. Uh, facing pressure from parents and threats of criminal charges, some districts have ignored policies meant to prevent censorship, and librarians and students are pushing back in some ways. Uh, in Katy, Texas, for example, uh, there was uh, one school district in which some books uh, – from the Katy Independent School District Library in the last few months have disappeared. Um, Gone are books such as Jack of Hearts and other parts uh, about a gay teenager who isn't shy about discussing his interest sex life. Also banished The Handsome Girl and Her Beautiful Boy, All Boys Aren't Blue, and Lawn Boy, uh, most of which are coming-of-age stories that prominently feature LGBTQ characters and passages about sex. Some titles were removed after parents formally complained, but others were quietly banned by the district without official review. And um, some records requests to nearly 100 school districts in the Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, and Austin regions, a small sampling of the state's 1,250 public school systems revealed 75 formal requests by parents or community members to ban books from libraries during the first four months of this school year. In comparison, only one library book challenge was filed at those districts during the same time period a year earlier, according to records. A handful of the districts reported more challenges this year than in the past two decades combined. All but a a few of the challenges this uh, school year targeted books dealing with racism or sexuality, the majority of them featuring LGBTQ characters of sex. Many of the books are under fire, uh, are new titles purchased by school librarians in recent years as part of a nationwide movement to diversify the content which is available to public school children. And 
the story goes on and on, but also at the same time that that's happening, uh, there was a situation at a central uh, York High School uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, which helped reverse a book ban targeting the work of black authors. And from that school district, uh, books were banned. And it was, it's an interesting uh, footnote right now to particular books with particular subjects that are starting to be questioned uh, by people in certain states. Um, And, you know, it's not the first time. It won't be the last time. Of course, if you go back in history, and I know this week on Twitter, a lot uh, was trending in regards to certain banned books. And, you know, some which are considered classics, To Kill a Mockingbird uh, by Harper Lee. Um, and there's actually list of books, especially Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, um, books that were either banned or censored or challenged. And uh, I know uh, as we get towards these periods in time, uh, I wanted to get your viewpoint because it was like children nowadays, get them to read (laughs) is hard unto itself. Um, I kind of am on the fence because I get it. There are parents who don't want, and what you don't want your kid to, quote, be subjected to kind of feel like when we get to a certain level, especially high schoolers, these are their developing years, and you have to let them decide for themselves in a lot of ways. And I know there are a lot of families who, you know, are strict as to what they want their kids to see or to read. But are you a little bit disturbed at the fact that, you know, in the last year or two, that a lot of books that deal with, I guess, topics that are coming really to the forefront, especially in the last few years, are now kind of being whisked away from schools in the dark of night without input from everybody. And do you see it as to which? Yeah. Yeah, no, I – Input from everybody is never gonna is never gonna return a consensus, unfortunately, because no one can please everyone. Um, <clears throat> I don't like that they're censoring books. I don't like that they're taking books away um, for the principle. Of, now, whether or not I agree with the books are completely separate subjects, but just the principle of Authors have the right to write the right to write their books um, mm-hmm. and in the ways that they believe. Um, there are some weird books out there. I remember reading some weird books in college because people were like, you know, they're like, you need to be able to do this. I saw a post that said, if you see somebody starting to ban a book, read it for yourself and see why they're banning it. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason why they're banning it? Have you read these books? The people that are banning those books, the people that are sweeping those books away, the people that are, and they're supposed to be educators, so I'm going to go with they probably have. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. But did they? Did they read those books? Or did they just say, oh, 
it's got a title, it's got a rainbow on the cover, we got to take it away. Oh, it was written by somebody of Afri- that was African-American, we got to go and take it away. It's away from book burning. And I, the, oh, I just, I don't like, I don't like that people are going to ban a book from a, from a library where you don't want your kid to read it, so you're going to not let my kid read it. That's my choice. If I I have a child, and to get her to read was insane. That was uh, read a book, not just read her phone uh, or her or a tablet. To be able to hold a book in her hand and to actually enjoy something. And once she found books that piqued her interest, it was amazing. It was fun. It was it was great to sit down and be able to read myself. I love reading. I am an avid reader. Um, but to be able to do that with her and to be able to talk about stuff like To Kill a Mockingbird with her, um, that was, that's my joy. And you're taking that away from me by banning it from the school or getting rid of it from the school. Now, luckily, we have things like Amazon and, you know, you can go on to um, the Audible and there's other things that you could do to get books for your child. But why are you taking it out of the library in a place where you should be educating kids to make critical decisions on those books? Like they should be able to read the book, make those decisions, and then come back and go, you know what, I don't like it. Or mm, it's okay, eh, I don't like that style. Or whatever the case may be. Or hey, this is great. Just because I read a book that's written by an African-American, it doesn't make me African-American. I mean, I, I, that's not how that works, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, well, that leads me to my next question, because now I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm thinking about it, and especially, you know, uh, from listening to what you just said, because the thing is, is that we have now reached a point of where, especially with teachings of some things, people get a little bit, Uh, What's the word I want to use here? Uh, Some people get a little bit, quote, uncomfortable. Sometimes uncomfortable, I think, is a good thing because it means that we're talking about something that's a concern. You know, in your family, if someone has an issue, even if it is uncomfortable, you talk about it until you can come to an understanding. You know, this is one of those critical points, I think, in our nation's history where we have reached a, quote, uh, uncomfortable (laughs) uh, point about a lot of things in which a lot of people for so long have pretty much stayed silent and a lot of people thought was we're good. No, uh, we still aren't. <laughs> we still kind of have to talk about these things, which is why they come out in print, which is why they come out in terms of lessons so that we're not doomed to repeat things in which we get to this point of uncomfortableness with each other. And it almost is to a point of where I fear that there's so much stuff that's going to be banned over time uh, in certain states uh, and in certain places that we're going to be doomed again to repeat or not understand certain situations because we're doing that or people who feel that their voices are not being heard. Uh, Then again, there could be somebody that says, hey, well, I don't want my kid – Uh, being subjected to that stuff because I don't believe in it. And then that raises the question as to if schools can't teach this stuff, 
if schools can't have this stuff and are being threatened with fines or jail or with anything else, then how do we teach this so that everyone can learn about, you know, different cultures and backgrounds and our nation's history? Because like it or not, as I've always said, our nation's history, uh, while it is great, has its warts that we have to put out there. Just as things, you know, everything wasn't always peaches and cream. As we grow along and as we grow, you know, there are certain periods of time where I know people are like, oh, that's in the past. But the problem with that and with saying it's in the past is that sometimes if you don't learn about your past, you're doomed to repeat it. And this is why people are coming up now with different things to make sure that it's not forgotten. And or for people who feel that they don't have a voice. You know, we now are in an era in which I think compared to probably 40, 50 years ago, people are trying to find themselves. And if there's books out there in which they feel comfortable finding themselves, what's happening is that other people don't feel comfortable with that and want to take it off the shelf. So where does one go to feel comfort in finding themselves with these writings? If not at school, a place of learning, where do you go? I know you got Amazon, but, you know, some of the first things that we find out or the first things that we love are in the libraries of the school. Are we now compelled to a point of where everything just gets pushed to Amazon and we pretty much just teach nothing? I mean, because if you're going to get rid of stuff that makes you uncomfortable in school, then we might as well just make school – you might as well take history out of school, leave it up to students to learn history on their own so that no one gets offended, and do a picking of maybe math from this portion of time because that math is the old English math. I don't believe in that math. Or where do you go with science? Oh, that's old science. I don't believe in that science. Got to believe in a new science where, you know, I might not believe in science. Where does it begin and where does it end? So I guess as a, a person that's a parent of a child who, you know, just came out of really that high school era, you know, where does it begin and end? Because if we're not really wanting to learn about these things or have these things in school, what's next? Right. I think that's oh, no, I agree with you 100%. So I, I just 100%. don't know. So I, I was going to say, so what do you do to uh, – I guess that's my question is what do you do to placate the masses? Because you need to have these things, but you don't want these things. But at the end of the day, how do you reach that fine line as to where both sides are happy? Uh, you don't. And that's the worst part. It's the only way that the only way that I think we can move forward as a society, and I'm not even just saying the U.S. I'm saying as as a race, is that we have history is always written in books by the winners. That's, you need to look at both sides of the coin. You need to go back and, and, and really understand what's going on. You need to be able to have discussions and, and, and feel comfortable to talk. Unfortunately, 
there's groups, large groups of people that aren't. And now they had a voice that was starting to, to, to butt up and, and be heard. And there are another group of people that are like, no, 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 no. This whole I'm offended thing offends me to no end. Like, I'm offended that you are offended. I'm offended that everybody gets offended. I'm offended that you breathe and somebody goes, that offends me. I don't give a crap anymore. Like, at this point in time, it's like we've gone too far with the whole sensitivity crap. Like, this is what it is. Here's the ugly truth. Life sucks sometimes. Life is awful and it beats you in the face. And then there are days that it's rays of sunshine. You've got good and you've got bad and you've got every color in between. I can't not offend someone. My presence offends people. Your presence, no offense, offends people. My daughter's presence, again, no offense, offends people. Just because we're alive and because we talk and because we we communicate or because we ask questions or because we smile or we don't smile or we we acknowledge something exists or questions whether or not that really is the right way to do something. That, to me, makes life worth living. To have those conversations, to have those questions, to have those smiles, to have bad days, the good days, and everything in between. That's that's where the memories come from. But yet people get so offended by that. And that to me is like, God, when does it become such a wolf? I don't know. There's no way to placate the masses. I just, there's no way of doing it. So the only way that we're going to come to it is that there's going to be, there's going to have to be a large enough group of people that look at it and go, hey, this is too far. And I hope that there is. I hope that there is a gathering of those people to be able to say, hey, this is too far to counteract the people that are, hey, this is too much, you know, unfortunately. Well, unfortunately for now, that might be another subject that we'll have to come back to another time. Uh, We are pretty much at the, well, way past the halfway mark. Uh, You're listening to Page One of Our (laughs) Merit. This is uh, our our National Backwards Day edition. I hope we can do this again next year at this time, but uh, we're going backwards tonight. So we started from the end. So coming up, if you are paying attention, uh, we're at the retro moment of the week. And then uh, when we return, I'll have something from the retro files about why these next couple of days is kind of bad in television history. And then uh, an announcement as to our next guest on the 401 Lounge. And then we'll talk a little bit about Nick Cannon and why there could be a double standard. We'll have that along with the almanac and then a little bit of host chat, and then we will begin the show. (laughs) (laughs) First, tonight's retro moments of the week. The first one, I will be admitting that I hope that I can start this at the right spot. Um, Didn't have enough chance to do this, but I think Mary will like the first one. 
if this is done right. And then uh, because it is the year of the tiger, a special uh, retro moment for that. So we'll be back on the other side. This is page one on blog talk radio. Jericho, the president of Starlight Music. But only her friends, the holograms, Kimber, Aja, and Shayna, know that Jericho's also Jan. The clothes are so shy. Her kid star earrings are the ultimate. The music is totally awesome. Jam comes with Jim and Jerrica outfits. Kimber, Aja, and Shayna sold separately with cassette from Hasbro. Jam! Breakfast for everyone. It's the year of the tiger. This is the year of the tiger. Uh-huh. So have breakfast with the tiger of the year. Uh-huh. Take it down, sing a tasty Christmas uh-huh. Start with Jell-O, sugar, frosted flakes. That's the one. It's secret toasted in Boston and eight essential vitamins and iron make for nutrition that tastes great. Cool it, cousin. I'll let you know when it's the year of the elephant. Listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. National Backwards Day edition of Page Well with LeVar and Mary. So glad that you could join us, LeVar, along with Mary here on this Friday night uh, with you. Um, from, you know, normally I have like a second topic, but I thought this was pretty cool. And if one thing that Mary always says is that, LeVar, you know way too much stuff or have too many odd factoids. But <laughs> that does not end because um, this week kind of marks three weird things in television. Uh, The first one uh, was a good thing, which is actually uh, on this date tomorrow in 1991, Alex Trebek became the first person to host three game shows at the same time. Uh, Five seconds for all of you to name which ones they were. All right. Do you have enough time? Alex Trebek. You should know at least the first one that he hosted. Right. Um, right. Which was Jeopardy. The second one being classic concentration. The third to tell the truth. He hosted all three at the same time. Um, but that's the good part. The bad part is that the month of February, especially these first few days, also brought the bad in television. <laughs> Why did it bring the bat in television? Well, two shows, um, 10 years apart, a day apart and 10 years apart, kind of were considered the worst the TV had to offer. Now, there's been a lot of bad TV over the last 20, 25 years. February 4th, 1979, uh, CBS aired 
a sitcom called Coed Fever. The series attempted to capitalize on the success of the motion picture National Lampoon's Animal House. It was the third of the three, quote, frat house comedy series to air in early 1979. The others were ABC's Delta House and NBC's Brothers and Sisters. After CBS aired the first episode of Coed Fever as a, quote, special preview on February 4th, 1979, the, <laughs> the airing's low ratings and viewer complaints caused the network to cancel it before it ever aired in its planned Monday night time slot. Now, the series was set in, quote, Brewster House, which was a dormitory on the campus of Baxter College, and it starred David Keefe, Heather Thomas, Alexa Kennan, Catherine O'Neill, Tracy Phillips, and Gillian Kressner. There were about five other episodes all left unaired. And the most important thing about that series that it begat was that the Brewster House set was later reused as the girls' dormitory during the first season of The Facts of Life, which premiered during the summer of 1979. There's your odd factoid from that. But 10 years earlier, on February 5th, 1969, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, perhaps the worst comedy series aired in television history. Turn On, an American sketch comedy series that aired on the ABC network, was so bad, only one episode was shown, leaving one episode unaired. And it's considered one of the most infamous flops in TV history. Among the cast were Teresa Graves, who would join the Laugh-In cast that fall, Hamilton Camp, and Chuck McCann. The writing staff included Albert Brooks, who also participated in certain sketches. And the show was created by Ed Friendly and George Schlatterer, who were the producers of Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In. Now, Bristol Myers had contracted with them to develop the show and provided it to ABC for a projected 13-week run after NBC and CBS had rejected it. One CBS official confessed, it was so fast with the cuts and chops that some of our people actually got physically disturbed by it. Uh, another person described it as, quote, a visual comedic sensory assault involving animation, videotape, stop-action film, electronic distortion, computer graphics, even people. Now, the premise was that it was produced by a computer. Distinguishing characteristics of the show were its use of the Moog synthesizer and lack of set, except for a white backdrop. And unlike Laugh-In, Turn-On focused almost exclusively on sex as a comedic subject, using rapid-fire jokes and risque skits, but no laugh track. The program was also filmed instead of presented live on videotape, and several of the jokes were presented with the screen divided into four squares resembling comic strip panels. Now, Tim Conway stated that Turn On was canceled midway through its holy episode so that the party that the cast and crew held for its premiere as the show aired across the U.S. also marked its cancellation. This was so bad that Cleveland, Ohio's WEWS-TV did not return to the show after the first commercial break, which Conway said was after 15 minutes, but the station claimed it happened after 10 minutes. The rest of the time slot was the emergency procedure, a black screen with live organ music that had not been used in over 20 years. A WEWS spokesman claimed that the station switchboard was lit up with protest calls and general manager Donald Paris, the erotic turn on as being an excessive poor taste. Upon dropping the program, Paris sent to ABC president Elton Rule an angry telegram. 
He says, if your naughty little boys have to write dirty words in the walls, please don't use our walls. Turn on is turned off as far as WEWS is concerned. And after seeing the episode, several stations in the later Western time zones decided not to broadcast the show at all, including Portland, Oregon's KATU, Seattle, Washington's KLMO, and Denver, Colorado's KBTV, which stated, we have decided without hesitation that it would be offensive to a major segment of the audience. Viewers of Little Rock, Arkansas's KATV, which disliked the show but decided to air it, and in Dallas, WFAA elected to air the show on the following Sunday night at 10.30 local time to an overwhelmingly negative response. <laughs> so, yes. Wow. Uh, it was way ahead of its time. It was also the worst of its time. And on February 7th, ABC announced that Turn On would go on hiatus instead of the scheduled February 12th episode, which was the NBC Wednesday night movie. Um, and in 2002, Turn On was ranked number 27 on TV Guide's 50 Worst Shows of All Time. Um, and What Were They Thinking? The 100 Dumbest Events in Television History ranked it at number 25. <laughs> so that all was good during the first week of February for TV in 1969 and 1979. Maybe better luck next time. That's <laughs> 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 you know your TV show pretty much just gets like canceled midway through. <laughs> it's yeah, it's bad when you're like, hey, I was watching that in five minutes. Yeah, I'm not watching that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's from the Retro Files. Um, hope that uh, you can use that at a party or two, wherever you may go over the next few weeks. But yes, remembering, <laughs> remembering those two shows. So um, quick programming note for all of you. Uh, our next 411 Lounge here on Blog Talk Radio comes up on Sunday night, February 20th at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central. My guest is uh, the adult star Trinity St. Clair. Hope that you guys can join us for that. I'm looking forward to it. should be a great show. Uh, so once again, next 401 Lounge with Trinity St. Clair, Sunday night, February 20th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, right here on Blog Talk Radio. And, of course, as always, heard across Apple, iHeart, and Spotify. Uh, this week, and I talked to Mary about this, and we had quite a long conversation because – and let me – start off by saying uh, not taking away from the talent that is Nick Cannon Uh, that's great and all and of course we were saddened to hear that uh, he had lost his newborn son uh, before the beginning of the year but if you have read this week uh, there has been a lot of news in regards to Nick uh, because, uh, well, first of all, he had announced on his show this past Monday uh, that he and his girlfriend, model Bree PC, uh, were expecting a baby boy together less than two months after he and Alyssa Scott lost their son, Zen, who died on December 5th from brain cancer. But he had to kind of take to the air to apologize because uh, the manner in which he revealed that he was expecting his eighth child. Uh, Thursday morning, he had apologized on air after saying that he, quote, failed to protect and respect the privacy of the mothers of all my children, 
when he shared the news earlier this week. And he stated that he had misspoke and probably went too much into detail on Monday expressing his feelings, and it probably felt like he was making some comparatives when talking about the passing of his son, Zen, and then talking about the new child he was expecting. He says he didn't need to do that because those are two completely separate moments in his life, and they both deserve the respect. He also vowed to, quote, do better with delicate and sensitive discussions and promised the mothers of his children to be more understanding and compassionate. Uh, that's definitely something that he you can say he's not. Um, and that uh, uh, he, <laughs> he stated that he loves his son that he lost, and he always will, and he will love his new child, that he is a responsible human being, and that he takes full responsibility for everything. Uh, but um, to kind of put this story more into perspective, uh, <laughs> he revealed uh, that he knew about this current pregnancy before his son's death and that he wants to respect the grieving process with Scott while still sharing his excitement to welcome another child. The end of the article uh, states that along with Zen and the baby boy on the way, he is also dad, of course, to 10-year-old twins, Moroccan and Monroe, whom he shares with his ex-wife, Mariah Carey, four-year-old Golden, one-year-old powerful queen, whom he shares with Brittany Bell, and seven-month-old twin Zion uh, Mixolydian, Brazilian heir, whom he shares with Abby De La Rosa. Now, if you're all doing math, and we're all not idiots, that pretty much kind of puts the last few kids at no less than probably those mothers being deep into their pregnancies before the other one probably was expecting. Uh, There's been a lot of talk on social media uh, about the uh, rate at which which seems to be having kids. Um, I want to be careful with this question because a part of me said, wait a minute. Um, First of all, it was a little disturbing, and I've read some of the things on Twitter where some people thought that it was absolutely disgusting that he is having a child over here, and then a few months later you're having a child over here and it causing potentially broken homes because, let's face it, you can't be everywhere at once. And just how much time is he spending with these kids? Like I said, I'm not here to judge, but at the same time, um, if this were a woman who had – four or five different kids by four different baby fathers, we would kind of be talking about it. Is there a double standard here when it comes to what Nick is doing compared to maybe ladies who have kids by different fathers? And on top of that, you were these ladies. Uh, What would be the one question to them? Because I would kind of be a little bit concerned that, He's over here having a child with one person, but is not either married to them or involved with them. And all of these ladies got to know about the other one. Uh, as a woman who's walked through this situation, what say you? Uh, yeah, that's based. No, <laughs> yes. Um, so we. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, this, this starts. How much time do we have on the show? <laughs> we're, already <over. laughs> um, we're already over. Okay, so then I can keep going. Now, I'm sorry. Last night I said this, and I will say it again, and I will continue to say this. If a woman were doing that, she'd be called a hoe. So Nick Cannon, a hoe. I just, it is a double standard. How dare you celebrate having so many children? Like, with as many. And then on top of that, it's just, one woman is pregnant. And not like just barely pregnant, like pregnant. Just about to pop out a baby. Excuse my description. And you're having sex with another woman and getting her pregnant. Now, I don't know if he's just accidental getting people pregnant or if he's doing That's it on purpose. <laughs> but if you are doing it on purpose, what is your malfunction? You've already got kids. Like, is it I like a pregnant woman, but I don't like the baby? Or is it I like babies, but I don't like toddlers? Is it? I mean, what is the issue? I just don't understand it. And they're right. They're, those are broken homes. Like, those kids are going to have to, like, yeah, well, that's my step, half step brother, sister person from this person over there. Like, I just, I just, I don't, I don't, you don't need to repopulate the earth. I promise. I promise you, we've all got it. It's okay. We got it. There'll be enough of us. I just don't understand it. But, yeah, I, it's, it's a complete double standard. Um, I I don't know, and what I would ask these women is why, like why, if you don't know what's going on, I just they have to know, and I just don't understand why, why, why would you do that? I I, I, I don't know if it is a money thing or if it's the fact that they feel a sense of security. Nip it in the bud. Yeah, it's a... It's a... I I don't know. know, That's the one thing, though, is that you have not... The interesting point to all of this is that you really have not heard from any of these women who are having children with him as to why they are doing it, and I know they know about the other people, and I know that they have read about him, and it's kind of like I, I, I'm just I'm floored because if this was a normal man who was not Nick Cannon, who and there is some out here who are some, you know who are some uh, slick guys who can get a lot of women to do some things. Um, you do it for Randolph Scott. Randolph Scott. Right, right. There's some slick guys out here who talk a woman into doing some things. So I don't know, and I'm still trying to grasp, you know, why someone would be like, hey, well, I know you got four or five kids over here. I don't mind being baby mama number six. Because like I said, if it were reverse, it would be one of those things where that woman would probably be drugged through the media. If it was a celebrity, a woman who had 
four or five kids with four different guys, they would be side-eyeing her, side-eyeing her every time. And the results or the talk on social media would not be pretty. Let's face it. And like I said, this is not downing Nick. Uh, I think he's a talented guy, and I think that um, maybe what he thinks he's doing is okay. But I was like, eventually, kids cost money. (laughs) I don't know how much Nick is worth. (laughs) Kind of curious, right? But I worry more about the lifestyle that. And I know people be like, well, you know. no matter what time he's there for him. Of course, you know, there's always people who will defend it and know that if it was somebody within their family, it would be wrong. And, you know, they sit there and they'll be like, well, you know what? He's got money. They've got money. They got... Here's the thing. I am pretty sure Mariah Carey does not need his money and that she is perfectly fine without him there. Uh, two, the other kids, I'm not so sure. And the thing is that you can't possibly be here for this kid and then over here for this kid and here, you know, and like I said, I guess I have to take his word for that. He is still going through the grieving process with the mother of his other child, but that's kind of hard to do when you're over here celebrating a new child. I don't know how that looks. And her response on social media was one in which it was a person who was pretty much kind of like over that whole thing and like, you know, trying not to acknowledge that and did a doggone good job of not acknowledging him out here celebrating having another child just a couple of months after losing one. It's mind-boggling. But this is where we're at. And like I said, I I don't want to be a hater, but my word, man. (laughs) I don't understand uh, the rationale or the reasoning uh, to have all of these kids so close, uh, especially like that. But Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I just, I don't. And when, okay. There, uh, I'm bringing this up because I said something about it last night and it's loosely connected. There's a, there's a, um, and I saw it on Instagram today and it's on TikTok as well, but there's a, a thing that basically says like a little short that says, um, ladies, if you don't like the male version of yourself, you need to lower your standards. And I think that's total crap. No, you need to raise yours. Like, why am I lowering my standards for anyone else? My standards are here for a reason. And I, I, part of me thinks that some of these women have lowered their standards. They're like, you know, in order to be with that person, I have to have their kid. That's crap. I just, I, you no, no. That never should be in order for me to be with somebody I have to. No. The only thing you have to do is be the person that you are, and then the right person should be there with you. And there are people that are out there that prove it on a daily basis. When they come out and they say, you are perfect the way that you are right now, regardless of 
anything else, that's the person that you need to be with. That's the person that's going to lift you up. And then you will lift them up as well if you don't. I just, I don't, I don't like it. And I want to do a rebuttal, but that would involve me getting into social media and some stuff that I don't want to do. But yeah, like that whole, you need to lower your standards crap, kiss my rear. And I wish that these women would not, and and maybe they aren't lowering their standards. I don't know. I, I, I just don't think that that's right, that you have to have somebody's kid in order to be with them. There's, and that's how it feels. Whether or not that's true, that's how it feels. Hmm. And unfortunately, that's how it looks on the outside. So, yeah. Sorry. Just throwing in my two cents. That's all right. That's good. Love it. <laughs> well, on the almanac uh, for this Friday, February 4th, and if you're following along, you're like, what the heck? Why are you at the Almanac when that was should have been at the beginning of the show? If you're at this stage of the game and you don't know what we're doing, where have you been? Uh, this is not our national backwards day. The show has gone backwards, so you pretty much missed all the end stuff as we head back toward the beginning of the show. Uh, but for this February, this is February 4th, but uh, this is a, the first uh, show of the month of February, so – uh, this month, there are a lot of national things going on. Uh, February brings us uh, National Cancer Prevention Month. Uh, it is also National Self-Check Month. It is the American Heart Month, uh, Black History Month, of course. Uh, it is also Great American Pies Month, uh, Bird Feeding Month, Grapefruit Month, uh, National Hot Breakfast Month, Library Lovers Month. Snack Food Month, Wedding Month, Embroidery Month, uh, and Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. So a lot of those things going on. And as we said, today is February 4th. Uh, it is National Create a Vacuum Day. It is National Hemp Day. Uh, also National Homemade Soup Day. And uh, it is National Thank a Mail Carrier Day. Uh, it is National Wear Day and Bubblegum Day, the first Friday in February. Uh, so those are some of the things that went on. Tomorrow, <laughs> it is National Play Outside Day, which is the first Saturday of every month. Ice Cream for Breakfast Day, the first Saturday of February. <laughs> I am so, yeah. so down for that. Ice Cream for Breakfast. It is, it is Okay. Uh, it is also World Nutella Day, National Weather Person's Day. It is tomorrow. And also tomorrow is National Shower with a Friend Day. <laughs> the who what now? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> National Shower with a Friend Day. Uh, on National sh- <laughs> So what are you doing tomorrow? Um, nah, not showering. <laughs> 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 it's gonna be gross. That's what I'm gonna do tomorrow. I'm gonna be gross. <laughs> but no, on National Shower with a Friend Day on February 5th is a tongue-in-cheek way of educating people about the benefits of filtered chlorine-free water. 
Now, winter is the coldest and loneliest season of the year, with dwindling daylight and Valentine's Day at its heart. February can often leave people feeling dejected and somber. So today injects a bit of humor into the season while also serving to educate people on the benefits of showering and fresh filtered water and the effects of chlorine. Uh, you can also learn more about how chlorine is harmful to shower or bathe in or consume. So they say the best way to observe is to shower with filtered water. Uh, you can learn more about the harmful effects of chlorine and how to uh, filter it. Use hashtag shower with a friend day to post on social media. Uh, New Wave Enviro, a company located in Denver, Colorado, submitted that day in 2014. And the registrar of the National Day Calendar proclaimed the day in 2015 to be observed on February 5th annually. So, yes. So if you tell a friend uh, tomorrow is National Shower with a friend day, watch them turn red, uh, as Mary probably did when I told her that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just trying to figure out which friend I want to invite. <laughs> I don't know. That um, I I can't answer that for you. Uh, February 6th <laughs> on Sunday, <laughs> it is National Lame Duck Day. It is also National Frozen Yogurt Day, and it is also National Chopsticks Day. Um. And then Monday is Send a Card to a Friend Day, um, National Periodic Table Day, and National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. Oh, Tuesday brings us National Yeah, Tuesday brings us National Boy Scouts Day, uh, Safer Internet Day US, National Iowa Day, and National Kite Flying Day, which if you are here in the um <laughs> If you're here in the Midwest and on the East, there's no way you could do that right now, even in some parts of the South. Uh, we'll get to that momentarily. Uh, next Wednesday, it is National Cut the Cord Day, National Bagel and Locks Day, National Toothache Day, and National Pizza Day is on February 9th. And then on the 10th, next Thursday, you were looking at National Giving Hearts Day, National Umbrella Day, uh, Home National Home Warranty Day and National Cream Cheese Brownie Day. So all of those things next week. So um, cream cheese brownie day. Yes. Uh, a couple of the weeks that are happening. Uh, it is this week, week of the first week of African Heritage and Health Week. Uh, like I said, it's Black History Month, uh, and then. Uh, January 30th to February 5th is Intimate Apparel Market Week. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'll leave that out there for all of you. But here's the interesting thing. <laughs> uh, February 14th through the 21st, it is National Condom Week. <laughs> of course it is. Yes. And the weird thing about that is that the second full week in February is National Jello Week. So National Jello Week is the week before National Condom Week. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna go there, but um, yeah. <laughs> but that's the almanac, uh, which leads us back into where it all begins in the beginning. Um, so. Pretty much. Uh, the only interesting thing I think that I saw this week 
or that I read this week was a couple of quick things. One was, <laughs> for some odd reason, Vaseline was trending. Oh my God, that's a bad timing. Vaseline was trending on Twitter. Um, <laughs> and the reason why, <laughs> yeah, I know, uh, was because um, it has, because of TikTok, uh, it has risen to people's minds again because over 100 million viewers have watched clips describing the practice which involves going to bed at night with your face slathered in Vaseline. When you wake up and remove the ointment, your skin supposedly looks shiny. So, um, yeah, it's now because of that uh, becoming really popular again. I hope that uh, it does not sell out on the uh, store shelves, but uh, that was one of the interesting things that I read this week. And also, two things are going up. Um, Amazon announced that they are hiking Prime membership price due to, quote, expanded benefits. So if you have Amazon Prime, uh, they are raising the price of its annual Prime subscriptions from 119 to 139 per year in the U.S., uh, so the price of a monthly subscription will also increase from twelve ninety nine to three ninety nine. Um, they are increasing that price because of expanded Prime membership benefits, such as added Prime video content and expanded free same day shipping, as well as to compensate for the rising cost of labor and transportation in its distribution network. Um, that move comes, of course, as prices for just about everything from food to energy have gone up in recent months. And Amazon's global workforce has doubled over the past two years to 1.6 million employees. Uh, but here's my thing. They're still making uh, quite a bit of money. Should yeah, hand over fist, dude. I mean, should they really be going up on anything right now? <laughs> um, no. I'd go with no. Because <laughs> the prime price hike wasn't the only major news in the report. The company's profits also doubled during the December end quarter to $14.3 billion, blowing past Wall Street analyst expectations. The huge jump in profit was due largely to the company's accounting for its investment. This is what they say. It was accounting for its investment in electric vehicle company Rivian Automotive, which had a massive IPO in November. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I just shaking my head. I just, no. I've got a, got a question some stuff here. And then what also comes from the sublime is that Starbucks announced this week as well uh, that they are going up on prices for certain things. And I was like, this is another company that makes a lot. There are still long lines at Starbucks. I'm sorry. And uh, so to offset soaring costs, Starbucks announced it will be increasing the prices. Soaring costs. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The prices of its products in 2022 citing rising inflation, supply chain disruptions, and increasing labor costs. Uh, The coffee giant missed its projected quarterly profit. Uh, as some people were saying, that COVID-19 swept across the globe, causing increased labor shortages and further coronavirus-related restrictions, particularly in China, which is Starbucks' fastest-rising market. 
Um, I, I just find this all hard to believe. It's like Walmart saying that they're not making money either, and the lines are still just as long. I don't right. get it. But, yeah, those were a few of the uh, things this week. And I guess the only other interesting thing this week that I saw was that the Seventh Circuit Court blocked pandemic relief, uh, the pandemic relief money for strip clubs. <laughs> the Good. appeals panel offered the government – no, the appeals government did not violate. They, they found the government did not violate strip clubs' free speech rights by declining to support them with limited subsidies. Uh, in saying uh, uh, they ruled Wednesday that the federal government is within its discretion to deny pandemic relief funds for struggling businesses to strip clubs, vacating a district court decision saying that was likely unconstitutional. Uh, the disputed relief funds were earmarked in the 2020 CARES Act. Uh, at the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. And, of course, the CARES Act included the Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP, which provided businesses treating uh, treading water due to the pandemic with loans backed by the U.S. Small Business Administration. Three Milwaukee strips clubs and one in Madison, Wisconsin, sued in April of 2020 after they were denied those PPP loans due to a 1996 rule that boxes out, quote, businesses that present live performance of appearance sexual nature from such SBA programs. Uh, and at that time, the U.S. District Court ruled in the club's favor, finding that denying them loans because of the sexual nature of their business probably violated their First Amendment speech rights. So, yeah. Hey, so I, those are essential workers as well. Why can't they get... <laughs> essential. Essential. <laughs> That helps some marriages. If the husband goes there, then he races back home and goes to his wife. That could be an essential business team by some, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, yeah. Good try, though. Bravo. Yeah. So, yeah. But we thank you for tuning in and greetings, Blog Talk Radio Nation, for tuning into the 411 Lounge on <laughs> Blog Talk Radio uh, this Friday, February 4th, a cold February 4th. Uh, how was, I was going to say, how was the weather in your neck of the woods? Um, well, I mean, it's cold for here, but it's like 40 degrees, so it's still above freezing. So not that cold. <laughs> I know. That's why I said for here. <laughs> oh, love it. Well, guess what? We made it all the way, or we are—I guess we were going to, or we already did—make it all the way through our backwards show. <laughs> <laughs> the backwards day. Next backwards Friday day. night. Yes, we'll do this again next year. But next Friday night, I guarantee you, everything will be back in working order. We will be here with you as we are every Friday night at 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central Time. Now, I, I feel kind of weird because at this point, do we actually say good night or do I just say welcome and then we just end this awkwardly? <laughs> well, if it were 
we're truly backwards day. We say thanks for showing up and then hang up the phone. Well, you know, well, I do have to do the opening. So pretty much at that point, uh, with permission from Mary, who had already said bye at the beginning or the end of the show, I will say thanks so much for watching my radio nation to get to page one with Laura Mary. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LeVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. 